Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, a little bit of a different podcast episode. I'm going to take you through the nitty gritty nuances of how I found my path going from Spanish teacher to aura reader, all of the very tiny influential moments. Hopefully you can relate to them. I think you will be able to, but first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Yeah, I think this would be interesting. We're going to do a little bit different today. I'm going to actually interview you about your journey um, to, authentic, to living an authentic life because, you know, so many times on this podcast, that's what we talk about, our guests. You know, we had Dylan and we brought her authentic journey to life and things like that. I think it would be interesting to see actually your journey, which, I, you know, we've done it in bits and pieces, but I don't think we've put the whole thing together. I really have a hard time talking about myself in the first person because I like to take what I've gone through and I guess just parlay it out to everybody else. Like, okay, this is what I went through, but here's what it might look like for you. Or how can I take this little nuance and make it applicable to everybody? But there was a starting point when I had no idea who I was I still am working on it, by the way. There's no end point to this, but like there was a time when I was living in a deep emotional coma. I was not a happy person and I was very stuck. Yeah. All right. Now, I, I'm, I have a feeling this might be a tough episode for you. It will. Because talking about yourself, I know, <laughs> is difficult. All right. So let, let's start it. You know, when we first came up with the idea for the podcast many years ago, right? Um, my, my thing was always that we would ask the guest. The first question would always be, do you know your aura? Now, I don't know if you've done that for every guest that we've had. No, it's a weird question. Yeah, but that was my thing. I was <laughs> I always try. like, I was always like, whenever we, because it was supposed to be you and a guest every week. It was. And then we realized. It's hard to get guests. It's hard to get guests. Yeah. And things, <laughs> like a lot of them like right. to say no. Then about three or four <laughs> listeners said they really liked our banter right. okay. and they liked me. So I was three like, oh. Three or four listeners. <laughs> so, it's for you three. Right. So this is for all you three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So, so. In that tradition, I'm going to say, do you know your aura? I do. Okay. It is purple and indigo. Okay, great. All right, so we got that out of the way. Okay. That corniness out of the way. <laughs> um, and do, did you know your aura as a kid? Could you, was it the same as today or was it a little different when you were a child? Yeah, you got to remember, like, oh, the way I seek aura colors, to me, it's so normalized. It's like asking somebody else, when did you learn how to smell? You know, what, what was your first smell? Or, you know, it's so ingrained in me. I cannot pinpoint for you. And also, it wasn't something it was encouraged or talked about. So, and I lived in a very, like, supportive family for psychic gifts. It's just that nobody really talked about that one or knew what that one was. So I never even thought anything. I really didn't think anything of it. But there's a lot of parts of myself I didn't think very much of Okay. for a long time in my life. So it was just, like, shoved in. A lot of us don't know what makes us unique. And those are the things that are actually our biggest tools. And so that was shoved away with a lot of parts of myself that I didn't think were super special for, for very many years. Okay. So we're going to kind of bypass your childhood. We're not going to start there. Okay. Okay. We're going to really start when uh, you decided, I guess, to become a teacher. So the question I ask yeah. is, well, you know, why did you decide to become a teacher? Well, deciding is a really interesting word. I feel like for me, there was no such thing as deciding. That would require a moment in time when I put my foot down and made a choice, which is something that I wasn't good at doing for a very long time. I mean, until recently. So I did not decide. I ended up going to a teacher's college in Buffalo, um, Buffalo State College. And, you know, it's just... 
with the tidal pulls of that curriculum, I ended up being a teacher. I also happen to like Spanish. Like I really do love Spanish literature. I was always very drawn to it for some weird reason. <laughs> you know, so an Irish Catholic white girl from Buffalo. I just loved Spanish. Um, so, and I loved literature. And so it just, they just formed me into that. And again, that I never had a decision. All of a sudden, I just found myself in all these teaching classes. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's what I'm doing. I'm a teacher. So that's, they just, that's what they. Okay. And and this was, came fairly easy to you, you know, being a teacher, the classes. Yeah, teaching. Just something wasn't that difficult. Yeah, teaching to me. um, uh, But it's funny because I went for secondary education. So it's seven through 12. And. Being who I am, I think I still look this way, but people would, oh, how are you going to handle a class? How are you going to manage a class? I got that all right. the time. Nobody ever believed that I could handle a class or manage a class. A lot of doubts about my ability, not with the teaching or the content part, more just the managing part. Okay. So I had a lot of insecurities just because everybody told me I would suck at it, that I would suck at it. So I was highly nervous about that. All right. Well, you were actually kind of brilliant because when everyone else was going to teach, you know, I also was a teacher and I got my degree in history. And when I went and I graduated, you know, there was a thousand candidates for to become history teachers. Yeah. But you went for Spanish education. Right. And in Buffalo, New York, you just kind of walked out the door and there was someone there ready at the school to pick you up to give you the job. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's still like that, but like if you had a Spanish teaching degree, uh, you're hired. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's not hard. So you got that degree. The next right. day you had a job. Yeah. For me, you know, I'm you know, searching all over the place. and I got my dream job too. I got the job right at the place where I student taught at. In New York State, you have to student teach for eight weeks. Um, no, 16 weeks and at two different placements. And I got it at my favorite placement. So they gave me a job. It opened up. It was like the heavens just opened up for the most perfect job. So here I am. I have a great education. I'm ready to be a teacher. Here I go. I got the most in Buffalo for in that, in my realm, I'm like top of the game. I'm like, yes, best school. Great. My own classroom. Here we go. It it was supposed to be awesome. Okay. And, and how are you feeling at that point? I'm really excited because just to back it up my whole life, I never had a lot of money. So we have to kind of start there. My whole life, I was motivated by fear. So any Anything I did was the safest option because I was constantly scared I wasn't going to have enough or be enough or be safe. So I was very motivated. I didn't have health insurance. I mean, this was it. I didn't have money in the bank. I had like 40 bucks. You know, I just did not have money, health insurance. I was living off credit to pay for books. So when I got the job, I was like, oh my God, like all of a sudden, like a relief. I think the salary at then back then was like 31 grand or something. And I was like, like I was like, oh my, I remember they told me and I just couldn't even speak because I'm like, I did it. I'm safe. Right. I remember feeling like I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm safe. So I felt so safe. Okay. For a while. All right. Okay, great. So I guess you call that like 3D world. You're doing fantastic. Yeah. Killing it. Killing it. All right. (laughs) Well, okay. So I kind of want to ask then, you know, so you get this gig, it's your first year teaching, whatever. And, you know, where are you, are you even thinking along spiritual, spiritual lines here or, or is coming to play at all? Is this, you know, what, what's going on spiritually for you? Spiritually, I 
remember, I was just living in such a haze, like, you know, get the good job, takes all, you know, pass all the tests. I, so I get the job, right? So I didn't think about anything spiritually at all because I was in survival mode and I was like 3D mode. I was just 3D world, just trying to hit the points New York state put out so that you can be a teacher. And, and then, and then I get the job and then there's, there's just kind of a rush of also, okay, you got to get tenured. So there's another three years you have to work towards so that tenured teacher, that's the goal. So anyway, and they stay scare you about that and stuff. So I was like, okay. And I'm a major people pleaser. So I'm like, okay, I gotta be you know, perfect. But what was happening was, <laughs> um, and this is really interesting. I started to notice the aura thing popping up in my teaching. Okay. And so is it safe to say at this moment in time, you know, first year teacher, that there is no idea in your head at this point that you would ever become an aura reader, psychic medium, mystic mechanic? I didn't know what auras were. I just saw colors. Okay. So I didn't have that vocabulary until much, 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 okay. much. So yeah. if, even if you so were no. into manifesting, and I know like at this time, Oprah came out with that, uh, the secret book yeah. and you know, you showed it to me and I kind of laughed and I was right. joking about it. You were into it a little bit and I, I kind of brushed it off like, oh, they're just trying to sell things. But it really is safe to say at this point, you couldn't even manifest becoming an aura reader because you didn't even know what it was, right? Yeah, so impo- it would have been right. impossible. Well, two things were happening. The first thing is the school I worked at, the, the principal implemented this his own special program, and I forget for the life of me what it was called. But in all your lesson plans, you were supposed to put, and there was all these like first-year teacher trainings about it, this certain, I don't know, teaching technique where you have to integrate one of the five senses into a lesson. So let's say you're like a history, te- you know, I, I don't know. Like it was, it was hard to do it in Spanish, <laughs> I have to say. But if I was going to do it in Spanish, it was like total, total physical response. So, you know, I say stand up in Spanish, everybody stands up. I say sit down, everybody sits down. Okay. That's like sense, you know, the hearing or something. So, but what was interesting was I, I, because he made us all do that, I was connecting more to the aura colors with lesson planning than the five traditional senses so that was step one then at the same time concurrently every day i would rush home and watch oprah she was on at and i know this is super basic but this is what opened a door for me 4 p.m she was on so i'd run home i put on oprah you knew you weren't allowed to talk to me i (laughs) put on the tv and for i mean she was the first person who would i noticed because there's no social media at this point or anything like that bringing spiritual thought leaders of like i mean deepak chopra louise hayes like eckhart tolle all these people i was reading the books they were suggesting i was the secret i'm i never heard about manifesting till the secret which now i understand is kind of like the a cheesy thrown together kind of version of it but still it was great introductory stuff Mm -hmm. so i was like wow this is so it mind blown okay but again let me just establish at this point in time there is no thought of being Mystic Michaela. No, it's just in. I'm just really curious and interested. Okay. And yeah. Good. All right. So at, also at this time, your uncle and your mom uh, were practicing mediums. Yes. They were. You're there, and you know your uncle still does it today in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was, what was that like? Having an uncle and your mother being mediums. Did you think, hey, one day I could be that way? What was going on with that? Growing up, that was their thing, and it's something that. Listen, now I understand it's because I'm indigo, okay? So, like, one of my issues is I feel like I have to dim my light to accentuate others. 
So growing up, it was a big thing. Like I didn't, I would never, it wouldn't, when I say it didn't even enter my mind, it really didn't. Now I see it was a very subconscious push down. I see that I could have lived my whole life like that. Um, but that was their thing. So I didn't deal with that till much later when I realized something about myself that I was pushing myself away because I didn't want to make them less special by saying I had some sort of gift. Okay. And that's, that was my own issue, but very subconscious. So in essence, you just kind of wanted to stay out of that space. Oh yeah. Be invisible. Be invisible. Do your teaching thing. Yeah. And let them do their thing. Love was invisibility. I will love you by being invisible and by never uh, taking away from your spotlight. This is because I feel like the way that just my dynamics work in my family situation is that how that's how it works. So if it, somebody has a thing, that's not supposed to be your thing. Um, and it wasn't encouraged to be your thing. So it was just something that, yeah, of course. And of course I had to confront that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> of course. And, and that was one of the toughest things. Oh yeah, you. it still is. You see still me choke. Is. I can't, it's hard for me to even talk about it now. Right. Because I'm upset. Okay. Yeah. Cause I don't want to make people feel bad. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let, let's take a little break. Uh, do a couple ads and when we come back we're going to continue on this journey hey scotty we're talking about some green chef here oh well, yeah <laughs> i mean i know it's only nine thirty in the morning when we're taping but i'm already <laughs> craving the sesame ginger chicken oh you love the shrimp remember the harissa spice shrimp i the shrimp was amazing you and brie went crazy for that you know green chef offers 24 always changing recipes to choose from every week so you'll never get bored uh, Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way around. With us, we get bored with our with our meals every week. We're trying to make Scott eat healthy over here. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows I get this crazy high blood pressure when I go to the doctor. So, you know, if I eat, I think if I eat some of this Green Chef, it'll lower that down. Yeah, well, you know, like I, eating I those, healthy, yeah. they say. They say if you eat healthy. It's good for you. Right. No, but really, when my family, like, we get so excited with the Green Chef meals. Oh, what's for dinner? It's super cute. All the pre-portioned packages. The kids love that. I love it, too, because everything's just all laid out for you. Kids can help help because it's easy it's easy to just throw together um we've we've really loved it so go to greenchef.com slash aura 130 and use code aura 130 to get 130 dollars off plus free shipping that's greenchef.com slash aura 130 and use code aura 130 to get 130 dollars off plus free shipping like I said, it's the number one meal kit for eating well, which we are always trying to do over here. I had a baby with eczema, um, but if you have a baby with sensitive skin or eczema, you know how difficult it is when they develop diaper rash. I mean, it is brutal. Enter Coterie. Coterie diapers and wipes are made with the most gentle and safe materials to help keep your baby comfortable and you at ease. I wish I had them when mine was a little one. Coterie is the highest performing diaper on the market for infants and toddlers with up to two times more liquid capacity and up to four times faster moisture wicking versus other brands. Your baby stays drier longer and Coterie parents report fewer nighttime diaper changes, which can lead to better sleep quality, not just for your baby, but for you 
you too. Couturey diapers are made with clothing grade material, giving your baby a cashmere like feel so that they're more comfortable for longer day and night. They are dermatologist tested and use only the cleanest ingredients. Plus Couturey wipes are National Eczema Association approved. Couturey has been awarded best diapers and wipes by both the bump and parents.com. Forget about nighttime leaks and wet sheets. Try the Rolls Royce of diapers, Coterie. Right now, Coterie is partnering with my podcast to offer you 20% off your first order plus free shipping at Coterie.com slash KYA. That's Coterie spelled C-O-T-E-R-I-E dot com slash KYA for 20% off and free shipping. That's Coterie.com slash KYA. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right. So we had to put Mr. Michaela in the green room for a few minutes. <laughs> it's weird because she took all the lighting out. It's very dark in there now. And uh, the slippers seem to be missing. Oh, indigo keep in there. moment? Okay, yeah, it's gotcha. indigo moment. Okay. Right. So she had her indigo moment. But all right, let's get back to it. All right, so you talked a little bit earlier about your principal implementing staff development. Yeah. Which is always a treat, you know. It was like, if, if you're a teacher. really useful staff development with like the five senses, integrating it in a lesson okay. plan. Now, now you're just making it, now that's just a lie. Okay, <laughs> there's never been a useful staff development in teaching. <laughs> it's crazy because I'm sitting there and everyone's like, oh, how do we make a math lesson that incorporates the sense of smell? And I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> green auras. Like I'm getting all this stuff about well i was like the colors i'm like oh the green kids or the purple kids or yeah. the red kids like i was getting that instead so it really was a an awakening all right so let me okay so let's just kind of go through this teaching now so you've been teaching a little while now yes. let's say a year two years whatever three years and could you just tell me a couple of times and i know you've mentioned this on a few other interviews on other podcasts and maybe even our own podcast but you know when do, when do these abilities to see aura colors and to do mediumship again you're not practicing but you still have those skills when do we see that come out in your in your teaching role? So what happens is when you start opening the door to these things, they just push really intensely through. So just accompanied by a lot of anxiety, by the way. But seeing the colors around everybody was something that daily helped me with management and learning techniques and styles and just dealing with kids in general. And the kids were a delight, honestly, because kids are authentic. They're just 100% them. So it was... That was fun. And that was like a wonderful, just with the learning styles or just how to deal with different personalities or whatever. But then it was, this is where the inauthentic aura color thing really became evident to me. So, I mean, this happened a couple times, but one memorable moment. And I'm young, by the way. Everybody on my, uh, I was maybe 24 at the time. And everybody else, uh, I was teaching with our seasoned teachers, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 60 year olds. Okay, so one time I had this one kid, and I mean, he's a little thing. I mean, in seventh grade, so he's little, and he was just a stinker. I don't know what else to say. It. He was like this. He was like a poser, uh, disrespectful kid. Like he would just be like, "Yeah, I'm not doing the homework," and like rip it up in front of me, or "No, I'm not doing that," or like he'd walk out in the middle of class, like "I'm not this and it, like that," and it was just like, he, oh, "Okay." I think he has my voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you doing the Scott voice for that? No, you okay. don't sound like that. You're a okay. whole different thing. Okay. So he was blue and yellow, by the way. So he was a blue and yellow aura. Now, blue, yellow people are really sweet. So I knew he was like a nice kid, but why was he acting like a poser punk? Like, what was that? You know? And he was too blue. That was the other thing. And so he was doing this in everyone's classes. So we had to have a group conference, which means all the teachers were there plus the mom. Then the mom comes in. 
messy purple um, and yellow. And she's like, that's my kid. He doesn't like to take no for an answer. He doesn't like to hear. He doesn't like authority. He has issues with that. You can't tell him what to do. He's his own person. He's, you know. So she was putting her own, like, against the man, rebellious behavior on top of her child, who was truly just wanted to be a bit of a pleaser. And he probably would have been a totally different kid with a mom that didn't project her own needs for him to be a badass on top of him. And I was like, this is so sick. After she left talking to everybody. And, you know, like I said, I'm the youngest one. I usually don't say anything, but the guidance counselor was there. I'm like, you guys, I'm like, he's trying to please his mother by being a punk. And it's coming off as such a poser punk. Like, we know that he's not actually... Look, it's like, there's right. punks in school. Right, right. Like, you know the difference. Like, there are hardcore kids, too, <laughs> who are like, like, okay. But this kid was a poser punk. And and they're all like... They're like, kind of blink, blink, looked at me. They're like, right. yeah. Right. Yeah, and now, okay. and, and if you would have told them... <laughs> He was yellow blue like, and wearing authentic color. Like he's a helper. They would have probably he's, instead of pleasing us, he's pleasing mom right. by being a poser punk. Right. And she thinks that's him. So you know, like he goes home, like, what'd you do today? Yeah. You know, and he oh, I walked out. That's my boy. You know. Right. He was getting a lot of love and attention. Sure. Now now and if you would have mentioned the colors at that point, oh, they, they probably would have just taken away your tenure right there, <laughs> considered you certifiable. Yeah. And you're out on the street. They would have just like calmly like walked, walked me out, out the, the building. Door. Yeah. Like Here security you go. guard, get a couple security <laughs> <Yeah>. guards. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like when Toby left the office, we just watched that episode. Yeah, so you you'd have the security. <laughs> all right. Okay. So all right, so let's kind of paint the picture now. So as well myself, uh, we're both teachers at yes. this time. I'm teaching in Holland, New York. Yes. Shout out to Holland, New York. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. Uh, you're at Frontier Middle. Yeah. Um, in Holland High School. We're bo- I think we're both tenured at that time. Yes. Okay. So we're both tenured. It's like three years down the line. Yeah. And let me just explain. If you're a tenured teacher in New York State. Yeah. Really picture this. You're almost considered as royal as the Queen of England. <laughs> it's a it, big deal. It's a huge deal. Especially in Buffalo, New York. You it get is, good perks. Yeah. Being... Two, having two tenured teachers in Buffalo, New York, you've hit the lottery. That, that's lottery. I mean, just, just for the yellows, shout it out. Yeah. What do you get? Yeah. Don't no, oh, tell me. Oh. You that? know better. Like, for the yellows, oh, shout the yellow. it out. What do you, what like, do you get? Do, do all the, the perks. Oh, being a tenured teacher in New York. I mean, you got full pension. Yeah. You got, um, you could put your feet up on the desk if you want and not teach it all ever again. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can totally. That, no, but like the perks were like, yeah. I mean, they had all these amazing financial rewards. Sure, yeah, for you. They match your 401k. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You get full health insurance. You have right. these awesome union. Everything. Like you say, they, the administration does one thing to you. Just go to the union. It's, you know, you're backed. Right. All for one and one for all like yeah. it's extru- it's a great job let's right. just establish that right. we shouldn't be com- we shouldn't have been complaining no and again in again in, in buffalo new york the salaries were were really good oh. as well and i was hearing that all the time yeah. they're like oh you started so young by the time you're 50 yeah. you'll be making i don't know this much and they'd show me the scale and they get really yeah. excited for me you know what i felt inside yeah i was dying <laughs> okay like well, i was hold dying on, hold on, hold on. okay sorry don't jump the gun sorry <laughs> So we get we get invited. <laughs> you can't even hold it in. I know? can't. All right. Dying. So we, we get invited to one of my coworkers' house. He's also, a, you know, he's a teacher, obviously, coworker. And his wife was a teacher at your school. Yes. Okay. So they invite us over. You know, we're a barbecue. Yeah. Um, you know, a nice day out, whatever. And we go we go to their house. 
beautiful house. You know, you got your four bedroom, two yeah, and a half bath. Beautiful. You know, white picket fence. Yeah, it's you lovely. know, perfect lawn. Lovely house. Two kids. Two kids. Everybody the house is happy. decorated. Fantastic. The food was great that day. Yeah, Every, everything's great. They're it, like it us. Looks, twenty right. years later. Yeah, they've been teaching later. for a while. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. Yeah, they're they're us. You like know, in twenty years. Year, two, yeah. Well, they had older. I forget. Maybe twenty or thirty years later. Like mm-hmm. now. Ooh. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, and everything went fine. The, the whole day was fine. It was a, it was a good time. We enjoyed it. We both, go, and we have not talked to each other by the way about no. anything at this point. We're being just. We both good walk guys. back to our car, our Rav Four, mm-hmm. you know, and we get in the car, and we are totally and utterly at the same time, look at each other depressed. It was depressed. We were so. Depressed, and it had nothing to do with the three D. It had everything to do with the five D. Yeah. So I mean, here it was. We we saw everything laid out, and it looked great. Yeah. You know, house, kids, you know, everything looked amazing. Pension, whatever, everything looked fantastic. Yeah. But yet we were so depressed. I mean, could you go into that a little bit more? That feeling, if you can remember back to that. So a big thing that I just want to back it up to the safe thing. My whole goal was to always be safe. And I was in survival mode and, you know, I'm teaching now and I got tenure and I'm seeing colors around people and it's starting to open the door for me to other spiritual downloads. I mean, I'm also getting mediumship during these parent-teacher conferences. I've talked about this on other podcasts. There's like all these crazy things really happening for me. I'm like obsessed with my new spiritual books and stuff. And I just feel like I'm staying somewhere I've outgrown And so seeing like, okay, it's almost like spirit was like, well, here's your future and it's fine and it's fine. But there was just, I did not feel aligned to it. I also felt really guilty that I didn't feel aligned to it. And I also felt scared that I didn't feel aligned to it because in in my head, it was like safety or adventure and change. And my whole life, I chose safety. And the second I felt safe, what happens? I start to want something different. So I really had a lot of self-loathing going on, a really feeling of like guilt, what is wrong. And and also, by the way, they loved teaching. And I worked with people who loved teaching. I didn't love teaching. I loved the kids. The kids were fun. I did not love everything else. And, And I didn't love the schedule and I didn't love the monotony and I didn't love that. I only liked the kids. If it was just me and the kids, it would have been fine, but it was everything else. And so as soon as I felt safe and then I saw, okay, and here's your life 20, 30 years from now, I was like, oh my God. Like I felt, I had just put me in the ground. Like I already see what's going to happen every day for the rest of my life. I don't want to know what's going to happen every day. I don't want to know. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, Completely agree. And for me, it was just like, I don't want to go Monday morning and teach about the Sumerians five times because you have to do each class the same. Right. So same thing for me. But all right. Yeah. This is about you today. So let's let's continue. So then, so we go back to it. We just, you know, next Monday morning, we're, we're teaching again and it keeps going and going. And then, and then you get pregnant and you're still, again, you're still teaching. So what happens now? You kind of throw a huge purple bomb here. Yeah. Tell us about that purple bomb. So I didn't know what purple bomb was. I just threw one. Um, <laughs> so I'm like four or five months pregnant and I'm just teaching. It's like October 28th. And all these feelings bubbling up inside of me. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Da, da, da. But you know, not feeling like I'm allowed to make a change. Not feeling like I'm allowed to 
speak up and be like, it's okay to try something new. It's okay to have a career change. It's okay to try something different. Instead of saying all those things to myself and, and scaffolding my way out of it, um, I threw a purple bomb. So on October 28th of that year, I just, it was like an off period and I called the assistant principal. I'm like, I don't, I don't feel well. And I went home and I never went back to teaching like ever again. Just walked right out. I just walked out. I just walked out. And now I'm not proud of this. And I have to, purple bombs are something that they're really interesting to hear about, but like, they're also something you can be really ashamed of. I'm very ashamed of that because I put a lot of people, I really still feel bad. Like my coworkers had to like pick up my slack and like, you know, the kids, you know, it just wasn't cool of me to do that. Did I have to for my mental health? Absolutely. I was really having a lot of other issues too, um, mentally. (laughs) So I was kind of like losing my mind, but I did it the wrong way. But listen, that's what happened. And that's why I know what purple bombs are now. And when I do a reading, I'm like, you're you're heading towards a purple bomb. You know, just take a second, reflect. What aren't you telling? What aren't you giving yourself time to do? Because if I had over the summer been like you know what that I shouldn't go back and then I wouldn't have screwed everyone over anyways I just walked yeah. out and I never went back all right so huge purple bomb yeah you know and then again a couple a couple of years are going to pass here that you're you're on break I'm still teaching yeah you're deciding whether you're going to go back or not and I think at this point you know both of us you know we had some really bad winters in Buffalo New York and <laughs> yeah at this point, we're saying to ourselves, we, we, we need to change. Yeah, we, need, we, yeah. need, we need to change this up. Yeah. And this is when we decide, hey, let's head down to Florida. So, all right. So when we come back, we're going to talk about the Florida part of the journey. We got two ads. Uh, we have Milk Bar and Dadgrass. Hey, Scotty. So what could be better than receiving a Milk Bar cake right at your front door? Um, absolutely nothing. I know. Yeah. Share that sweet and savory goodness with family and friends and send them a delicious treat. It happened to us. It was amazing. The perfect gift for any occasion. Father's Day is coming up. Forget those roses. Nothing says I love you like cake and cookies. James Beard, award-winning celebrity chef, Christina Tassi, opened the first milk bar in 2008, and she's been wowing the world, and not to mention her celebrity friends, with her unique spin on iconic flavors ever since. Milk bar is the perfect gift for anyone and everyone in your life, from birthdays to graduations to summer cookouts, or just because. A few of milk bar's bestsellers include their signature birthday cake with unfrosted sides, very good. That's what we had. The salty sweet compost cookie, milk bar pie made from toasted oat crust and a gooey butter filling. And for a limited time, Milk Bar is offering their delicious, delicious new strawberry shortcake and cake truffles. Cake truffles, very good. Every Milk Bar creation is made fresh and then thoughtfully and beautifully packaged so it arrives in perfect condition, ready to enjoy. They even offer fast, even overnight nationwide delivery. We... Nothing brings us around the table than a milk bar cake. All of us just, it's a great family treat. Right now, Milk Bar has a special limited time offer. Get $10 off any order of $50 or more. When you go to milkbarstore.com slash KYA, you'll get 10 bucks off an order of $50 by going to milkbarstore.com slash KYA. That's milkbarstore.com slash KYA. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Dadgrass, 100% organic hemp joints, just got groovier. Yeah, it's so groovy. 
I use it when I watch reruns of the Brady Bunch. Yeah. To celebrate the 50th anniversary of George Harrison's All Things Must Pass album, Dadgrass has partnered with the Harrison Estate to create a special blend of CBD and CBG, along with a collection of toking accessories called All Things Must Grass. Strawberry fields forever. <laughs> Dadgrass is legal, <laughs> organic, smokable hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind. Their 100% organic pre-rolled joints are very low in THC and high in CBD. So you can enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head. Chill out without getting stoned. It's like having a glass of wine, not the whole bottle. And Dadgrass knows you get by with a little hemp from a friend. They've partnered with the George Harrison Estate to create a new CBD and CBG blend and accessories called all Things Must Grass, which pays tribute to the man who always let the good times roll. All Dad Grass products are federally legal for ages 21 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. Whether you're looking for a new buzz or a chill way to enjoy an old favorite, Dad Grass will leave you in a euphoric mood. Right now, Dad Grass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash KYA. Go to dadgrass.com dot com slash kya for twenty percent off your first order. That's dadgrass dot com slash kya. Hey Scotty. All right, hey guys. So we're moving to Florida. Yeah, that's where we left off. We just okay. do it. So this is a kind of real purple time. This is you know your purple indigo as you told us earlier. Yeah, and this is purple time. So what, what's your state of mind? <laughs> <laughs> that first year of Florida, I'm still red blue. I, I my colors have I've never been able to get another color in there, you know. But you're going purple. You're I'm purple. Like full on purple. What does that mean? Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm very reactionary. I'm not thinking a lot about things. I mean, I'm all about like let's make new friends. All right, so I have a two. I think Bree's two and a half. Um, I'm like okay, let's just go for it. I all my indigo. I don't know where that went for that year uh we moved down here i was really excited about living here i mean florida's kind of crazy so it's you know and i have a two and a half year old so i'm like all right i'm gonna meet all these people like made all tons of friends yes i was the most social i think i've ever been i was me i just wanted new experiences new things if somebody was like let's go here i'd be like yeah let's do that yeah let's do that i made a lot of mistakes because i was in my all-inclusive experience, I was including ex- people and situations that probably weren't that weren't good for me, weren't good for us as a couple. Um, just like a lot of toxic relationships were formed at that time. Um, probably very reflective of where I was in my head. Okay. And and so I can't regret that time though because I put myself so far out there in terms of experiencing things and I don't yeah. know. You yeah. Know? I, yeah. I get it. And you're kind of, you're a little bit like just not, no direction. I mean, no. you know, I, I got a teaching job coming down yeah. and you're, you know, you still weren't, you weren't working no. and you felt like you weren't contributing and you do like little odd jobs here and there. You did like a little babysitting and yeah. things like that. Oh, I felt like a big loser. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, so <laughs> let's just kind of establish here. So, on that spiritual journey, you know, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, with the Oprah and all that stuff it coming out a little bit. But then yeah. what's going is where are you now with that spiritual yeah, journey? Yeah, I move here and it's like, oh, gosh, like now you're, you're working. I'm not. I'm like, but yes, I'm babysitting. I'm doing, you know, just for grocery money, basically. Right. Sure. Um, I, you know, I have a master's degree and I'm not doing anything with it. I feel like I'm going back to the fear thing where I didn't feel safe anymore. I'm like, oh, I do have to contribute and I do have to figure stuff out and I do have to fit. But the more 
I was going into that mindset, the more I felt I was betraying myself. And then instead of, and then like all the colors thing, like seeing colors around the kids and using it in my, all that just, I don't know. I put that somewhere yeah. because I didn't even was like, oh, I can't do that. Like that. And that was a big thing with me. Like, I can't, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. Right. So, I mean, maybe some, for some of our listeners that are maybe just starting their spiritual journey, you're even below them now. You're, I mean, you're just at the bottom, right? There's nothing in your spiritual awakening you're almost like me. It was a setback. <laughs> it's a setback. For sure. Yeah. Just because, again, I, I entered into survival mode, and then I was like, oh, I probably have to go back to teaching yeah. down here, yeah. and I didn't want to. So the more I thought about it, the more like self-destructive I was okay. getting in my thoughts and my actions and things like that. So I was definitely in a spiral okay. mentally. All right. And, and this goes on for a couple of years, a few years. Um, and, I mean, truly, this is not the mystic Michaela we no. see today. No, Nowhere near it. No. Again, it's not even on... There's no vision boards. There's nothing to even. There's nothing even telling the universe that you would want something like this at that point because you don't even know, right? Yeah. Um, okay. I did make a vision board. Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, you did. Oh, I still have it. Did it? Yeah. Does it have any of these? Everything things? happened that I put oh, on it. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, it's my first one, so I keep okay. it. It's in the office. I keep it oh. there just to remind myself. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it was very rudimentary. Right. It wasn't know? anything to do with what were like your career no. today. Um. No. Okay. Not at all. It was like just other things, but it was. Maybe that was like my little subliminal connection back. Okay. You know. So I was there. very lost. And I think a lot of us can understand we get into these just kind of whirlwinds of distraction. And I was in a whirlwind of distraction. I didn't want to deal with anything. And the biggest thing that I see now looking back in hindsight, I didn't want to deal with my gift. Mm-hmm. I knew it was there. It wanted to come out. And I, I was purposefully ignoring it and putting it aside and dismissing it. Okay. Is there a moment... Like that moment that's just a, where you say to yourself, hey, maybe, you know, I should explore this spiritual realm. Is there, is there one moment or? Yes. Okay. So Brie was four, I think at this time. And I was just like rock bottom. I'm like, I have to make a choice. I have to either go back to teaching in Florida or something else. And by the way, just to back it up, I was trying, I feel like I was trying to explore my creativity in other ways. Like I love to write. So I, I started like a mom blog and I was doing all these like things that weren't going anywhere or whatever. But then I was like, I hit rock bottom. I'm like, I have to make a choice. This is just, I'm too old and I'm a mom and I want life, I want life to be normal again or something. And we were on a trip to Buffalo to visit my family and I was I'll never forget. I was on Lake Erie looking at the lake with my mom and Bree's playing. And I'm just telling her, I'm like, I just hit rock bottom. I don't know. I'm directionless. I feel like I just got dropped in the middle. I don't know which way to go at all. And she's like, why don't you just do the psychic thing, Megan? Call yourself Mystic Michaela. Michaela is like um, a middle name. And instead, you know, just call yourself Mystic Michaela and just move just try the psychic thing. And she's like, $10 email readings, try your hand at it, see how it goes. And I was so low at that point. I was like, okay, let's just try it. Like I've, all my ego got scraped away. I, I had no direction anyways. I'm like, screw it. Also, the fact that she gave me that in that, that moment, <laughs> like for whatever inspiration that went through her, gave me almost like permission to try it. Okay. So, like, so her giving you the go ahead yeah. was the impetus to, to get yeah. you going. I probably wouldn't have done it if she didn't suggest it because okay. then I felt like, well, 
it's okay then. I'm allowed to. Okay. So if she never said, hey, why don't you try this? Probably not. You go back to Florida. Yeah. Same way. Yeah. And, and I see how life just is like a thread like that in so many ways. Okay. Um, but yeah, so then I was like, okay, uh, I'm going to do it. All right. So you get the, so you, now you have the all clear. Yeah. And all right. So there, when you go back to Florida, I mean, right now there's nothing. I mean, how, no. you know, it's, it's an easy thing to say, hey, I want to start a psychic reading business or I want to start a, you know, any type of business. Yeah. But when you get back, there's just a blank slate. There's absolutely nothing. zero. There's nothing yeah. there. Yeah. So my question is, how, what, how do you get your first reading? Facebook was a little bigger back then. So I made a, a Facebook page. Okay. And I just put $10 email readings and that's it. And email me, uh, I think like, it was like three pictures. Okay. It's, the same, it's really the same so email you, reading instructions that I have today. So you, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was just Three pictures, there. two questions, or two general areas of direction, if that's what you want, or nothing, right. and blah. So there. you put it up on this Facebook page, and then the next day you just get a hit? Next, yeah, so I, and somebody paid me $10, <laughs> okay. and they sent me a picture of a shack. <laughs> A shack. Just a shack. Just a shack. And not a house, a shack. A shack. Okay. In the, just a, like a shack. It looked like, I don't know, whatever you're envisioning, oh, that's shack. what it was. And I remember, the, actually, I do remember the picture. It was really dark and dingy. It's just a shack. Yeah. Doesn't look like it has electricity or anything. Right. And no questions, nothing. And I'm supposed to write like four paragraphs about that. So okay. I'm like, Okay. okay. So I just write, I forget what I was getting, but I, I forget. I should have kept, I probably do have it somewhere, but it was like four paragraphs about the, sh- the shack and I just sent it back and I didn't hear anything about it at all. Like no reply or anything. I was like, okay. And then like two weeks later, I got another picture of the shack. Same shack or another shack? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like the same shack. Okay. This went on, like I had other readings too, but this shack one went on for a while. Okay. Um, and then like finally the woman gave a picture of herself and she was like every I, it, it all made sense eventually okay. like i guess i was getting stuff that did resonate to them so i was like okay all that's right. good all right so <laughs> i was just I'm like okay thanks but then i was getting a couple more hits like just people who sending pictures of themselves then the colors come back in then i'm like oh just like instead of uh using it to help them learn spanish <laughs> you know i was getting the colors for all sorts of things. And then I realized like the colors for me were really auras and it's just kind of my first step into walking into somebody's energy. So I could tell you about your personality. And then once I walk in, I could go in and be like, what's with your dad or what, you know, who's this or what's that. So then I was getting more information and I, and I realized, oh, the colors are the, are my key to entering into someone's energy to do a psychic reading. Okay, great. All right. So again, a couple email readings here and there, Mm -hmm. reading a lot about shacks, me at the time, I'm just kind of saying, that's great, honey. Keep going. Yeah. Good job. Okay. Because it's like not uh, well, a ton yeah, of money. I no, yeah, I don't, even know, I don't even know what you're doing. I don't even know what a psychic reading is at that point. But Yeah, all right. we're very in the dark. Like, yeah, you just didn't know. Yeah, okay. So anyway, my, my uncle decides that he wants to take everyone on a family vacation. We go to Alaska. Um, we have this great trip. We go for about you know, a week, 10 days, or whatever. And you know, there, you know, there was no uh, Wi-Fi. So we were off our phones, off the grid for, for 10 days or so. And I remember a moment we were coming back and, you know, we're on the way to the airport and you open up your phone and you see like a list of like, I think you had like 15, 20, you know, inquiries for people that wanted uh, email readings, these $10 email readings. And you were so excited. Yeah, because I'm like, oh my gosh, this could work. Like this, this could work. Like people are resonating with it. Like this is great. I can, I can do this now. Right. So, 
So you, you feel kind of successful. Yeah, like, and, they, and I was they they said it was positive and it was helping them and and it was it was really just a cool feeling. I'm like, oh my gosh, like these colors make sense to people and what I'm saying makes sense to people and it's helping them. And so it just felt connected and aligned and I felt excited and I felt like I had a direction for the first time, which is such a crazy feeling. I'm like, it was like the first time maybe the universe was like, and I really understood it. It resonated like this, they're saying this. And so that was the big feeling like this, like a door was open and it wasn't, that it wasn't going to be hard work. It was, but it also felt like the right thing to do. Okay. And again, this is not easy for you because, you know, again, you have a lot of, you know, concerns about worth and, you know, overshadowing other people and yeah. things like that. So it even takes a long time for you to do the jump from, let's say, doing an email reading mm-hmm. to now doing a phone reading yeah. or an in-person reading yeah, for someone. It takes someone. time. It mm-hmm. takes time. This wasn't just a just anything. So you, so you got this momentum, right? A lot of momentum. But then you get pregnant. I do. And you have Abby. (laughs) Little Abby. Little Abby. And what's kind of going through your mind now? So, yeah, that was a lot. So I'm doing email readings. You know, a lot of the email people who are local are like, please, let's, can you do a phone? Can you do in person? Like, come on. And I kind of did that. But it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot of readings. It wasn't, I mean, like the amount I was doing like was a great for maybe our grocery, like half our grocery bill or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Like it wasn't crazy, but it was a nice help. And I felt like I was contributing and I felt like I was outletting a lot of anxious energy that was pent up a long time ago. So it felt like the right thing to do. But then I get pregnant and you know, I'm still doing readings, but you know, you slow down. And then honestly, all the thoughts turn to baby because that's what happens when you're pregnant. And that's what happens when you have a newborn. So it's just like, that's the only thing I'm thinking about. Baby, 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 baby. Um, and it starts to kind of get slower, I think, just because I wasn't putting the energy into it. So that that's where I was at. I was thinking about being a mom to two kids now, and I'm tired, and all those mom things. Okay. So once again, it feels like, you know, you had a step forward. Yes. You know, a couple, maybe a couple steps forward, yeah. and now it seems like those steps forward are just going back again. And you're almost back to where you were before you even started, right? Yeah, I feel like that's a big pattern for me in my life. Like, I'm always, like, two steps forward, three steps yep. back. Yeah. And so it's something I currently constantly watch in myself because what happens is I'll get to where I wanted to go, feel like I'm not worth being there, and do these, like, subliminal and subconscious things to take me back to where my vibe is more comfortable. Like, high vibrations, that's everybody, though. Like, when you're not used to the vibe, you can try to do things to lower it so that you feel more um, comfortable. Again, we don't do things that's good for us. We do things that's normal for us. And it was very weird for me to get attention or weird for me, for people to be like, Oh my gosh, you helped me. Like, it was weird for me to hear that. I didn't like hearing that. I didn't like, you know, back then it was uncomfortable. So I'd avoid it. And listen, having a baby, you know, now I have two children. I have a six, I have a six year old and a newborn. Obviously I'm like busy and my mind's all in that. So it was a great excuse too to just take a step back from the readings and be like, oh, I'm busy. I'm, I'm doing the mom thing. And I, in, in my head, and this is where I, ha- I do this all the time, and it's something that I have to watch. I can convince myself. I can lie to myself very well, and I, have, and I can fold into myself and disappear on myself. It's something I constantly am watching, uh, but, but you call me out now, yeah. and that helps me. Yeah, another interesting thing that you you mentioned at that time and you, you said you were you're doing a couple of readings here and there 
you had a lot of repeat clients, so mm-hmm. people that would come like either once a week or not even once a week, once every few weeks or whatever, something like that. Yeah, I had a small circle. Yeah, a very small circle. It's all word of mouth. Yeah, and I think one time you, you kind of told me like, you know, I keep kind of saying the same thing to these clients. And I, I think like the, me- the message, you needed to do some growth to get hone your skills, right? Is that something that was going well, what on? What was happening was I was doing these readings and I was like, oh my gosh, a lot of the insights I was getting for different people felt like a lot of people could benefit from it, not just the one person I'm reading. Right. And I was getting now the next poll, similar to what I was getting when I was teaching, was like, there's more to this, there's more to this, there's more to this. So just the same as when I was using the aura colors to help kids learn Spanish. And it was great, but then I grew out of it and I was getting anxious. Like there's more, there's more, there's more. Now I'm getting it in my own readings. Like I'm like, no, there's more, there's more, there's more. And I felt that and I was scared of what that meant and what that looked like. But I also felt compelled to take a lot of those messages and make them for a bigger audience so that everybody can hear these messages that are so relatable. But at this point, there's, there's no idea. I don't know how to that. do that. You have no idea. Like, okay. that's the thing. I don't know how to structure that. Again, right. I don't know where to go with that. Like, I know I feel that, but I don't know what to do with that. Okay. But that was, it was weighing on me and it was really hard and it was really chaotic and it felt very messy again. Okay. So at, th- at this time, again, I'm still in this, at this point where I'm just like, oh, that's great, honey. You know, I'm not like deterring you from doing this, but I'm not really, I don't have no, I don't have any role in this. And I'm not. Well, now you've got two kids when I'm doing readings right. to watch. Yeah, I'm watching the kids. <laughs> so you're like, hmm. I'm going out to Dunkin' Donuts for two hours right. waiting for you to finish up these readings. And, you know, you tell me, you know, it's going to be an hour and a half. And that hour and a half turns into two hours because, you know, everyone gets extra time and everything. (laughs) And I'm like, what is going on here? But, you know, I'm always, I'm giving you that pat on the back. And I think, you know, it's it's good because you feel successful. You're very supportive. And I couldn't have done it if you weren't supportive. But I'm not involved at all. No. And and this is my moment. And if we ever maybe did an episode where we told my story to match up with this story, uh, I would tell about this. But I'll I'll say it a little bit just so it makes sense. So I happened just to be on the computer and you, you had the emails out. Your, your email was up. Yeah, it was always and out. I, and at that point I was just like, what is going on? Let me, what, is, what are these people doing? Because I, I know you have like, people. What's Mystic Michaela doing? Yeah, because I know you, you do have some clients and I know you're doing email readings and they are coming in. So I start reading a, f- a few of them and I'm like, how does she know that? Okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, that's incredible. And then the feedback was just incredible that you were getting on these things. And I had this, this moment, maybe it was a spiritual moment for me, where, holy cow, she's doing incredible work here on, you know, on this scale for, for these few people, like you said before. But the work was incredible. The insight that you were giving on these email readings was insanely incredible. So, of course, my red kicks in now. <laughs> and I, I, think, I think it was that day, maybe it was the next day. I, I come downstairs, and you're on the couch, and... Um, you know, I, I was looking at the numbers because I, I did the numbers for you. And yeah. basically, there was no growth in the numbers, maybe a $10, $20 increase per week. We don't have to get into the numbers, what they were. Yeah. But there was really no growth since you had started. It was definitely not. It was barely a part-time income. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's call it that. And But I knew in my head, like, well, you could take this and you could, you know, scale this. Um, and I asked you, I remember this. I said, hey, what, you know, here are the numbers. What do you want to do with this? And what was your 
your reaction to me? Well, I have a newborn. So yeah. my reaction is like, back off, buddy. You know, like, <laughs> Jesus, like, I'm, I'm up every three hours feeding a child. I'm exhausted. I Like, that was, it was immediate ego, knee-jerk reaction like you're t- and i just heard make more money and that's what i heard and that's yep. not what you were saying no you were not just, at all no you you because the way that you talk is more like business terms and I, my purple was like are you trying to control me are you and also like my other part was like this is a spiritual thing and i shouldn't like i i always felt i've always felt weird charging for what i do like that i have to put that out there i do but I couldn't do what I do if I didn't. Um, but anyways, but I felt weird about you even mentioning that to me. And I felt like control. I felt like you were trying to control me and tell me what to do and bring numbers and business stuff into it. And I was like, see out of it. And also I have a newborn. So I'm like, don't you see my life right now? So total attack. Like I attacked you. Yeah, I, oh, I yeah. was very angry and upset. I still get angry when I, when I remember you telling me that. But now I know. <laughs> did, you, did you feel like maybe you weren't? Like deserving of that. I mean, that's always been an issue. Yeah, with this. An ego, my ego reaction is always that. Like because I don't, I don't have a lot of self worth. It's something I'm working on, and I'm much better than I used to be. Because what the number one thing I realized was I'm working for spirit. So, but that's down the line. That's yeah. down the line. I had I had to reframe it in my head. When you're working for spirit, you got to let them drive that bus. And put you where you, it's not about you anymore. If you're uncomfortable, if you're, um, people make fun of you, if you're on a platform and you're going to get crap for it by people that don't get it, um, you have to deal with that because you're working for spirit. Because the couple of people you do hit in a positive way, it's worth it. And you can take that. You can deal with that for that growth. But I didn't know that at that time. I was just like, oh my God, I can't be special. And I don't want anybody to, to give me credit. Now I've help myself with that because I don't it's not me it's spirit that's my big thing because it is so I move away from that but yeah so when you were saying that I yeah. just freaked out and now I realize it was an ego reaction to I didn't want to deal with any of that yeah well a couple of days later after maybe you were not mad at me more anymore you came over to me and you said and let me let me just kind of get a little now I'm getting a little emotional oh. so we're, we're big Rocky fans we, we like are. Rocky one and Rocky two Okay, yes. the rest of them not so much. But there's a scene in Rocky Two. Okay, is that Rocky we're two? going there with is this. It two? Yes, it's part. Yes, part two. It's part two where okay. Adrian, Rocky's wife, right? I think she was in a coma or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is too. And Rocky, you know, he's supposed to be training for his big fight against Apollo, his right. second matchup with Apollo, and his coach is trying to get him to train, and Rocky's heart is just not into it, and he can't get into it, and then all of a sudden, Adrian gives him the go ahead. And she's, I forgot what, do you remember what she said? Oh, she's like, like, win the fight like, for me or something. Like, win go or win something. It. Go win. And like, bells go off in <laughs> yes. Rocky and the coach's head, and they just go, let's do this, you know, whatever. And that moment was my moment, too, because when you told me, yes, you gave me the go ahead, I s- <laughs> sorry. All right. When you gave me that go ahead, I knew what I had to do. And just take over for a second. <laughs> So I was like, fine, just whatever, get involved. Get it, yeah. Get and, involved. And that was enough. And I think that day I wrote to like 10 <laughs> local radio stations. Yeah. And that started my journey yeah. of bringing. You started my Instagram account. Started your Instagram account. Yeah. I started everything going. 
And one radio station, you know, we won't get into that to, to this episode, but that could be another right. episode. One wrote me back and yeah. said, yeah, we'd love to have her on. Yeah, they had like a ghost in their studio. Yeah. <laughs> that and, was funny. You know, it was that moment where I knew what I had to do myself. Yeah. So for you. Wow. Yeah. I don't, we'll leave it there. All right. Let's wrap it up. All right, you guys, this podcast is for you and about you. We're so glad that you spent some time with us today. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.